0: In the basement of Kramer Hall. To becoming one of the most respected brands in all of student media. You are listening to KCLU Columbia 88.1 FM. A free service of MSA GPC. And welcome, welcome, welcome on this chilly Tuesday morning to KNC Sports here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. My name is Kyle Jones. I am joined, as always, by my good friend, Cole Tusen. Cole, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, it definitely is a really chilly night. First radio show in November, so definitely bringing that Columbia winter weather. But there's definitely a lot to talk about here. We have some usual college football talk, some NFL talk as usual, but a special edition Mizzou basketball, men's and women's, is tipping off tonight. Men's is having a home game, and women's is going on the road. So there's a lot of talk about there.
0: Yep, definitely some big talking points with basketball season revving up. Uh, the NBA also kind of, you know, rolling into gear. Of course, the regular season doesn't really matter in the NBA. So, but but we can talk about that for a little bit. But definitely a a, a big one here with um with Mizzou. Both men and women starting up the basketball season. We'll break that down for you. Have a little season preview. Men might not be as good as last year. Women definitely better than last year, which is crazy because they did really well last year. But uh, all that and more coming up on KNC Sports, so stay tuned.
1: Listen to The Cast every Monday at 4 p.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia and streaming worldwide on KCOU.FM. We're talking Mizzou football, Mizzou basketball, and all things sports. If you want sports, you'll find it every Monday at 4 p.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM. It's The Cast, the Colton Anderson Sports Talk with David Coons on KCOU.
0: Shocking statistics are that one in five people in Boone County lives in poverty. Even worse, approximately 250 Columbia children are homeless. The Heart of Missouri United Way fights for solutions to improve lives by supporting 33 local organizations that strengthen the health, education, basic needs, and financial stability of our community. Join the fight today and live united by making your gift at uwhartmo.org/slash donate. And welcome, welcome back to KNC sports here on KcoU 88.1 FM Columbia we're online at a at kcoU.fn so make sure if you're on the road if you got a little mobile device or something you can tune in listen to us while you're away from your radio dial um, but so let's start off with some college football here Cole um, pretty crazy week if you ask me um, some close games. Some not so close games. Um, What stands out to you?
1: Well, there's a lot of big games. Number one, um, probably the biggest game of the weekend Alabama and LSU. Alabama's toughest test of the year. And I predicted Alabama was going to drop this one because LSU, you're playing in Death Valley. That's where College Game Day was. We all know College Game Day gives an extra environment to the home opener, but the home environment, excuse me. But Alabama just just killed LSU. Like Tua had a forty yard touchdown run. Like I mean, Alabama completely dominated.
0: Twenty nine to nothing. I mean, all you can say about that is that LSU just decided not to get off the bus this week, despite being at home. Like they literally didn't have to ride a bus. They they were already at the stadium, and they still didn't get off the bus. Um, this this should have been closer. You know, building up to this game. And, you know, obviously, as we look at it now, it's not. Um, It was very poor play from LSU. And Tua Tungvaluola just had himself one heck of a night.
1: In my opinion, this is the game that I was going through my college football playoff rankings. We can talk about that later if we have time since there's a lot to talk about. But in my opinion, this is the game that dropped LSU from the college football playoff. In my opinion. I
0: I, ha- I have to agree with you. They were definitely in the conversation heading into this week.
1: Um, you lose to Florida and then after this loss to Alabama.
0: You're a two loss team. There's there's plenty of either one loss teams or undefeated teams that are better than you. Um, this this was a this is a very big loss. Um, in terms of you know, in terms of postseason implications. It's crazy that we're talking about postseason college football. I still can't wrap my head around that, um, but you know this. This you're you're right, um, and so I made a prediction at the beginning of this year, um, and that was that Alabama would go undefeated
1: and win the national
0: championship.
1: I remember that prediction. And
0: I remember both you and, uh, and everyone else who I talked to. That includes like uh, our sports director Josh, Na- or uh, yeah, J- Josh Neighbors, and our program director Cole Acasio. They they were saying, you know, there's a chance of that happening, but the biggest hurdle they'll have to go through is LSU and death in Death Valley. They said, you know, the only way you're going to be right on this prediction, and you you said this as well. Is that a if, if Bama can beat LSU in Death Valley. And, of course, last week you said they couldn't, um, but they did. You know, per my prediction, you know, got that right. So I think at this point, is it safe to say that Alabama is favorites to win out and win it all?
1: That's funny to say because you are definitely right about that. That has been a thing on the rear show for definitely not just you know, beginning of the year, but like, it's been like a common thing. Like you keep predicting that Alabama was going to go undefeated this year and props to you because I can now definitively say after the way that they played LSU and who they have the rest of the schedule. I, I think Alabama is going to go undefeated this year and like go undefeated, go to the college cultural playoff because LSU was the toughest test in death Valley, it's a road game. row games are always tough. And just the way that they played LSU, I don't see another team playing and beating Alabama. They're just way too good.
0: And there you go. There it is. Um, moving on from, from the big SEC matchup to an ACC matchup that I thought had a little bit more you know, build and wound up completely disappointing me, Clemson absolutely steamrolling Louisville 77-16. to 16. I mean, there's not too much more to say about this.
1: No, you're definitely not wrong about that. I mean, when you think about Clemson and Louisville, they only punted two times the entire game. All the other drives result in a touchdown for Clemson. Oh my
0: word. This is a team that Texas A&M nearly beat. Should have beaten. Did beat, honestly. You know? um, Wow. If they lose that game against A&M, they're not they're not ranked right now. Well, no, they're not ranked in the top four right now if they lose that game to AM.
1: You know? You, you really think so?
0: I I just the way that AM is playing, I just you know, AM's been playing like crap the past two weeks. I mean, yeah, i I think if, if Clemson loses that game to A and M, then they 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 they're, they're ranked like fifth or something, you know? Like they're they're in the same predicament as like OU or you know yeah, or like OU. You know, they I, I think they miss out on the college football playoff if they had lost to A M. And I think OU would go in over them. Um but we can we can get into that a little bit later. Um Here's a big one: Purdue beating Iowa, thirty-eight to thirty-six. I believe Iowa was number nineteen coming into this uh, into this week of football.
1: You are correct. They sixteen. Said. They were number 16.
0: sixteen. Let me tell you something, Cole. Mizzou's win against Purdue is looking prettier every week.
1: You're, you're definitely right about that. Purdue beat Ohio State. They just beat Iowa, a school I once considered going to. So, like, Purdue upsetting these ranked teams and Mizzou's able to go into East Lafayette and get that last-second field goal win. It, you're right. It definitely is looking pretty nice on their resume considering how this year's been uh, one heck of a roller coaster.
0: It has been very, very up and down, to say the least. Um, and something I'm surprised about, after uh, after last week... So, so this is what we'll this is what we'll we'll get into um Missouri going into the swamp playing a Florida team that at the time was ranked uh what was it 11?
1: 11, yes.
0: Yeah, so they played the number 11 team in the nation uh you know traveled into the swamp and kicked their butt on their home turf. 38-17, to 17, the final score of that football game.
1: Which is weird to say because I'm not sure if you remember this back on the first show of the year on the FM stream, but we were projecting the Mizzou football season, and I said they were going to lose in the Swamp, and you counteracted that saying that Florida was the Swamp is dead and all that. Do you remember I, that?
0: I, I, I did, you know, passionately tell you that the, the the swamp is dead it's not what it used to be I, I, going into this game I I didn't believe what I, I did not believe that you know the way that Florida has been playing this year uh they, you know they've been very dominant in the swamp especially I thought we were dead meat in this game especially after you know the the business against Kentucky. Um, you know, it just seemed like, well, you know, woe is us. There goes the season after Kentucky. Um, calls for Barry Odom's head. I mean, it was very much, you know, dead in the water Mizzou again. Reminded us, reminded me of last season. Um, but that did not happen. Um, I, 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 I'm still kind of trying to wrap my head around the fact
1: that Mizzou beat Florida. It's really weird because this is the first because first of all this was on Florida's homecoming and this is Barry Odom and Drew Locke's first top 25 win like ever, ever. together yeah. which Drew is in his final year before going to the NFL draft in a few games which it's weird to think about.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm still pretty stunned at that. Um, but but I will say this. Barry Odom probably saved his job on Saturday. Um, but this this sort of performance, this is one of the best all around performances by Mizzou probably, you know, since Odom took over, maybe even a little bit before that. Um so in order to justify justify staying as coach of this school performances like that need to happen every week against every team you know like you can excuse getting stomped by bama but good teams good teams only get stomped by bama 29 nothing you know and yeah,
1: that, i totally agree with you and that's on
0: an off night
1: Now, we were talking about this, but, like, you said this before, but, like, I totally agree with you how the way that Mizzou played in the Swamp was, it was unbelievable because I know you had the question as well, but, like, after how Kentucky tragically ended, you're wondering, like, you know, how is the offense, how is Drew Locke, how is the defense, how is Barry Rodham, how is this team going to perform in the Swamp, A 11th ranked team after losing track to the 12th ranked team, how is was this team gonna perform? And that was probably the two years I've been on this campus, the best Mizzou football I've ever seen.
0: Oh, most assuredly. You know, even when we, even when the Tigers blew out teams like Memphis or like UT Martin or something like that, the completeness of the football that they played against Florida, like everything clicked. You know.
1: And not only that, but you have to remember that this team wasn't complete. Albert Okwembon went down with an injury in the second quarter, but Mizzou was still able to dominate.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, they lost Albert Okwembon, but you know, in in the in, in the loss of Al- Albert, oh, we uh, we we gained uh, Emmanuel Hall. Emmanuel Hall is back. the uh, The return of the Jedi, one might say, because I mean that's the effect he had.
1: It seems like whenever he's in, they just turn up another level. I mean, rightfully so, I mean, he's the best wide receiver in the SEC.
0: So, before we take a break, um, let's let's talk about a couple games uh, for next week. Uh, the big, you know, the big one on my radar is Vanderbilt-Mizzou, of course, here at Faro. That will be live on KCOU 88.1 FM, so make sure you tune into that one. But uh, also Oklahoma Oklahoma state. It's always a toss up when uh when when the Sooners and the and the Pokes tussle. I believe this one's in Norman. So, or is it in Stillwater? It might be in Stillwater. If it's in Stillwater, this is more of a toss up. Let's see. Uh no, it's in Norman. It's in Norman. So I imagine I imagine this will be less of a contest. But it still could be good. Uh KU, K State, the battle of the crappy Big Twelve teams that no one cares about. Um
1: Ohio State, Michigan State, that's always a pretty good game. Big yep. Ten game.
0: Always always a, a fun one. Michigan State not having the best of years, but this game is in Lansing, so you never know. Uh, Duke, North Carolina, there's your little uh, little tobacco tobacco road rivalry there on the football field, not on the basketball court. Um, Let's see. Kentucky, Tennessee might be good. On Rocky Top, you might see something happen there. So keep your eye on that. And then um,
1: Alabama, Mississippi State, but I think we know who's going to win that game, especially in Tuscaloosa.
0: Yeah, it's Bama's. Here's the one I want to look at. Texas versus Texas Tech. Now, Texas Tech sucks. I will always say it because I hate them because, you know, growing up as an ag, you know, that's that's one of those teams you just don't like, right? UT and Texas Tech you just do not like. UT you hate more than anything, but Texas Tech, no. Everyone in Texas hates Texas Tech. Their fans throw batteries at the opposing players. How, How can you not hate those people? Um, they're also very obnoxious, but saying that they are a very underrated Big 12 team, and if you if you don't you know if you don't respect them, they will come out they will come out and bite you, you know. Texas in Lubbock needs to be very careful, beyond on their game, which they haven't been lately. You know, they lost to West Virginia. Um, they're, they're reeling from that. Tom Herman is my, my, I, I, I despise Tom Herman. He's not a very good coach. Um, just as a, as a leader of men, you know, coaches need to set an example. Tom Herman is a very bad example. Um, but, um, they, they might, they might get upset here by tech. I'm, I'm genuinely convinced.
1: That'll be interesting because Texas, you know, after that one-point loss to West Virginia, they're trying to see if they can push an edge and maybe play Oklahoma in a Big 12 game. We'll see.
0: So so before we move on from that, uh, did you see what Tom Herman said about that one-point game?
1: I did not. I saw the I saw some of the game, but I did not see what he said afterwards.
0: So the final play of the game, Will Greer, the, the, the West Virginia quarterback, was, was awarded a free waltz into the end zone on a two-point conversion, which led to West Virginia winning the game. Um, when he waltzed into the end zone, he held the ball out over the line in celebration, kind of, you know, put his arms out and, and, you know, ran over the line, very happy. I mean, how can you not be happy? You just beat Texas. That would make anybody happy, you know. Especially you know, me, my my old you know my old you know ag self. You know, I I beat Texas. I'm going mad. Uh, so props to Will Greer, um, for you know having a little bit of passion. I think the, you know I think football needs passion. Um, after the game though, old Tommy Tom Herman started whining, saying. That, you know, he thought there should have been a taunting penalty assessed to Will Greer.
1: Just holding his arm out? Yeah. That is absurd because, like, I mean, just holding your arm out, that's not too bad. It's not like you're doing, like, backflips in the end zone or something. You know
0: what's even more absurd about this? This is coming from the guy who, in a blowout in a meaningless bowl game against Mizzou... Taunted Drew Locke by doing Drew Locke's secure the bag dance. If you if you watch the video, you you could Google it. It's it's, uh, it's you know Tom Herman you know mocking Drew Locke. I'm sure it's on YouTube. First off, he does it wrong. He makes himself look like an absolute buffoon. But second off, for for second off, you don't do that right. You don't mock another player as the coach. If you're a player, like, I, I understand a little bit mocking another player, but if you're a coach, you are supposed to be the role model. You are the leader of this team above all else. And so so, you, so you, you act like a buffoon on national television, and you mock another team's player. Not another team's coach, another team's player. You mock him. And then... Not even a full year after you're whining and complaining about taunting, you need to shut your darn mouth, you know. And this is why I hate Tom Herman.
1: Fair enough. Um, you know, me growing up, you know, Pac-12 a lot. Um, I grew up to, you know, not like in a few schools. You know, as a USC fan, and one of those schools, of course, is UCLA. But I really, really just. I don't like Washington State. I don't like the coach. He is similar to Tom Harmony. You know, mocks players. He mocks. Like when, for example, a few years ago when Washington State kicked it. I've brought this up on a show before. But when Washington State kicked a last-second field goal to win, like, 20 to 17 or something a few years ago. I can't remember. And um, going in the locker room and saying, you absolutely blew out USC. Like, you did it. You won by three. You, you didn't blow him out. Like, how's that being a leader? How's that being a good coach? I,
0: it's, it's, I hate him. It seems so just convoluted. Well, uh, so so sticking with the football note, we're going to do a short little switch uh, just right now to the, uh, the NFL. Um, what's the one big game that stood out to you this week, Cole?
1: Um, the Rams are no longer undefeated. Rams lost.
0: Though, to be fair. To be fair, I kind of like I didn't predict this. I thought the Rams were going to go undefeated for a little bit long, for a little bit longer. But I thought if they were going to lose the streak at any point. It would be in New Orleans. So I'm I'm you know I'm not surprised at this too much. Uh, it's not like they played a bad game offensively. I mean, thirty five points usually wins you the football game. But I remember a couple of weeks ago someone said. If you're if you're letting up more than 21 points in a football game on your defense, odds are you're losing that football game. Definitely if you let up 40 points in a game, you're you're definitely losing that football game.
1: And a team that let up 40, the Bears went to Buffalo and just took Shlacked care of business. Them
0: absolutely
1: schlacked them.
0: So, I guess here's... And your an,
1: texan got to win.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was that was great. And, you know, they got it off the back of Denver missing a last-second field goal, um, which is good because, you know, in reality, the, the offense is still playing terribly. You know? Do
1: you really think so? You know, Deshaun Watson had two touchdowns.
0: Yeah, I, I st- I'm still thinking so. It's, they're not. They're a very low scoring team. You know, very few times are they getting over like 28 points. You know, like, you know, usually it's about three touchdowns. That's that's about the extent of it. They're relying quite heavily on the defense, which is okay. Like, you know, I'm okay with relying on the Texans defense because you know it's healthy this season. They're getting production. J.J. Watt is, you know, despite being a walking example of why you probably need to retire after a couple of years in football, has decided to have like a, a career resurgence. You know, he's getting sacks out of you know out of nowhere, causing turnovers and things. I mean, this this Texan defense is looking like what it used to, um, but it's still I don't think enough to really make these. These Texans are contender.
1: So the Texans are sits through right now, and we're talking about this on the show either last week or the week before. But do you think the Texans are going to get a wild card or maybe win the division?
0: They'll win the AFC South and then lose in the first round. That's 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 just the that's the moral of how that's that's what I've come to expect as a Texans fan. You know, this team is not. A contender for an AFC championship They're barely a contender for a division title So they'll win the AFC South because Not not because they're good But because every other team in the AFC South Has just decided to absolutely capitulate um, But other than that They're not going any farther Like the only competition in the AFC South For the Texans right now is the Titans and I believe they're still like two games back But we're going to take a, a short break here when we come back, uh, basketball on the radar. So stay tuned.
1: KCOU, we're just normal enough to appreciate Drake's cultural relevance, but just weird enough to make a sweeper like this.
0: KCOU. 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 I don't
1: lie <laughs> straight up give it to us ball don't lie and neither do we catch ball don't lie every friday from 8 to 9 a.m on kcou 88.1 with me anthony dean Derek mckinney and connor McCann. wallace
0: picks up two quick techniques ball don't, ball don't lie. lie
1: that ball don't lie
0: And welcome back to KNC Sports here on KCOU 88.1 FM. Glad to have you with us here for this chilly Tuesday morning show. My name is Kyle Jones, joined still by Cole Toosing. And Cole, it is finally here, basketball season. I know it's your favorite time of year. It is my favorite time of year um for for college ball I, I I don't like the NBA I will be very vocal about that I I do not like it but I absolutely love college basketball
1: the- I, I agree with you and the main reason why college balls a lot better than NBA ball not because pay raises, I mean but that's the different that's the story for another day but competition good teams doesn't really like mean, well, it, it means something, but do you go? Know what I mean? Like, you know, one seed's going lose to sixteen seeds. You know, there's really, there's a lot of potential for upsets in college basketball, but it's, in the NBA, it's the Warriors show. It's
0: very unpredictable, and that's what I love about it. It's just so fun. It's so fun, you know, rushing the court and all the pageantry around it. It's just awesome. You got March Madness. I mean, it's, March Madness is probably the best, sporting spectacle not called the World Cup. You know? Like, tournaments are always the best way to settle who is the best team. You know? Um, so let's start out with the men's team. Uh, the men are playing Central Arkansas tonight at home at Mizzou Arena. um, You'll be able to listen to that live here on KCOU 88.1 FM, so make sure to tune in and get your fix. Um, so let's start out, who who wins this basketball game, Cole?
1: I personally think Mizzou's going to win this basketball game that this team, sure they may have um, lost Jhontae Porter and they lost a few players from graduated last year, MPJ, Michael Porter Jr. is no longer at Mizzou, but... When in doubt, Mizzou, just going off of last year, this team was great at home. They were undefeated going into the Florida game, which that was tragic, and I argue they should have won that Florida game. But Beat Kentucky at home as well. They're a great home team, so I think Mizzou's going to win. They typically do well, especially in non-conference. Definitely. So
0: I think I, I agree with you. This is definitely a Mizzou win. Uh, On Friday, Iowa State on the road. I'm going to be in studio for that matchup. Are are you are you involved in that in some capacity? I thought you were.
1: Uh no, I'm personally not, but that's great that you're in studio.
0: Yeah, so so you'll be listening to my my you know beautiful voice on the pregame show and the postgame show and between the quarters or halves. Basket, men's basketball is played in halves. I've been watching too much women's basketball.
1: <laughs> Maybe. But um, Maybe. November 9th Iowa State on the road.
0: So you have Iowa State in this one, don't you? I do. This is, you know, this. it's early in the season. you only the second game. But I would say this is the first test of this Mizzou basketball team.
1: Oh, you're I, absolutely right about that. Iowa State is not that bad of a basketball team, not that bad of a Big 12 team. They have been in March Madness the past few years. Like, sure, Mizzou was able to beat them, I'm pretty sure it was like 54-77 to 77 it on was, the home yeah, opener. Yeah, it
0: was something like that for the home opener last like, season. Like, that was
1: in Mizzou Arena. The arena was packed. It was loud. It was energetic, but... Michael Porter Jr. had two minutes in that game. And shot a Humberson field goal. Yep. But, um, all jokes aside, but Iowa State on the road. I think Iowa State's going to win this game just because... We can talk about this later when we get to conference schedules if we have time, which we're going to try to do this quickly, but because there's a lot of games. um, This team plays completely different on the road. Now, a lot of teams do play different on the road, admittedly, but just as a fan, you notice when Mizzou plays at home and when they play on the road, they... Baskets just don't go in on the road. Do you see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah, I I, I get that. Um, I argue that this team, honestly, I think could win this basketball game. I think there's more of a potential for Mizzou to win this basketball game than you think. Not be, not because of anything incredibly special, but simply, I I I think I think they have it. I really do.
1: Moving on to Kennesaw. Kennesaw State. In the Paradise Jam.
0: In the Paradise. This has got to be a win. If you're not beating Kennesaw State, then who in the world are you beating? You know?
1: Fair enough. All right.
0: Um, I don't know who else is involved in the Paradise Jam. So that that might be because I know I know they beat if they beat Kennesaw State. They they have another game and if they win that they have another so there's a potential for three games. I don't know who else is playing. I I don't think that I don't think the Tigers win the Paradise Jam, but I think I think maybe going to the I guess final of the Paradise Jam. I think that's feasible.
1: That's feasible. Mizzou almost won the tournament last year. Even be they almost beat West Virginia in that tragic fourth quarter. All right, but that's game November twenty seventh. Against Temple at Mizzou Arena.
0: Yep, the uh, first game back from Thanksgiving break here on campus. I I gotta go with Mizzou here.
1: All right, fair enough. December second, UCF and oh, I excuse me, um, Mizzou as well for temp for a Temple, but December second, UCF.
0: Once again, home game, UCF. Not really much. I think this will be close, but I think Mizzou gets the win here.
1: Can I guard that? I'm gonna go with the. Tigers here as well. UT Arlington at Mizzou Arena. Yours truly on the call for that game. Um,
0: So I don't want to insert too much bias, but I do believe that uh, Mizzou is going to get the win here.
1: All right, Oral Oral Roberts at home. I think the Tigers are going to win this game.
0: I agree. Oral Roberts, just you know, that's that's really nothing.
1: All right, now if Iowa State wasn't much of a test, this one surely is. December eighteenth, Xavier's coming to Mizzou Arena.
0: So you have you have Mizzou here, don't you?
1: I do have Mizzou here. I can say why <laughs> if you want me to.
0: I'd like to hear it, because I personally think it's Xavier.
1: This one was personally a toss up and I was honestly contemplating whether to choose Mizzou or Xavier here. I I know Mizzou's a great home team and you know, they definitely will have a few games on their belt to establish chemistry and, like, how the ball will move. But I'm just going off of what happened last year at around the same time when S Stephen F. Austin came into Mizzou Arena. It was close, but Mizzou was able to pull out the W against a big opponent. So I think it's going to be close, but I think Mizzou's going to edge out by five.
0: All right. Fair enough.
1: But I sh- I think...
0: I think it's gonna be Xavier. I just think that Xavier is the better the better team. They're consistently great. They are consistently a very good basketball team. You cannot sleep on Xavier. They will always kick your bum.
1: All right, December twenty second, the Bragg and Rights game against Illinois.
0: In St. Louis as well. Um I I wanna say this is Mizzou's.
1: I'm personally going with Illinois here.
0: I think I think Mizzou gets this one. Illinois won last year. I think Mizzou's going to come out with a head of steam. They're going to really want to fight back. I think they can get this one.
1: Okay. December 29th, Morehead State at home. This has got to be Mizzou. Uh,
0: Moorhead State. Where's, where is Moorhead State? What even is that? What's their mascot?
1: Uh, I can't answer that for you. All right. Now conference schedules begin. January eighth, Tennessee. The Volunteers is coming to Mizzou Arena. The Vols
0: at home or the Vols away from away from Rocky Top is a different story. It's from playing the Vols in Tennessee. So I kind of want to go. I
1: I have Tennessee here.
0: I think I'll stick with Tennessee. I think I think they're they're the better team.
1: It was a close one last year, but I think. With the addition of Grant Williams coming back and having a strong recruiting class and being a preseason top rank, I think Tennessee is gonna pull it out. I I think it's gonna be close though.
0: I it'll be very close, but I think they got we got we got speed up. Uh, South Carolina on the road. Uh, I've got Mizzou. South Carolina not a very good basketball team.
1: I got Mizzou as well. All right, let's move on. Alabama at home. Gotta be Mizzou. January 19th, Tennessee is going. Excuse me, Mizzou is going to College Station.
0: I got to go with the Aggies here. Uh, I think A&M is a very good basketball team. Uh, they they, They beat the Tigers in College Station last season. I think they'll do it again.
1: I have the Aggies as well. All right, January 23rd, Arkansas is going on the road. I mean, excuse me, Mizzou is going on Arkansas. I got Mizzou here. Arkansas is
0: not very good at basketball, you know?
1: I don't know. This is just this is a toss-up game. Honestly, it's I feel like throughout the year, this program is gonna lose at least one conference game that they should be beating.
0: You're probably right. I don't know if this is the one.
1: All right, January twenty-sixth, LSU is coming to Mizzou Arena.
0: It's gotta be Mizzou.
1: Mizzou almost beat LSU in Baton Rouge off a last-second tip-in, but I think Mizzou's gonna. Take this one again, and get some revenge in Mizzou Arena. Definitely, January thirtieth, Auburn is on the road.
0: I, 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 I gotta go with Auburn here.
1: Bruce Pearl's doing some great things for that program. Yep. February second, Vanderbilt is coming to Mizzou Arena.
0: Vanderbilt at home. I think we gotta go with Mizzou here.
1: February fifth, Tennessee Mizzou is traveling to Rocky Top.
0: This one, I, I think I think this one goes to Tennessee as well.
1: I can't argue with that. I'm going with Tennessee as well. All right. Tetsu A&M is coming into Missouri Arena on February 9th. I have Mizzou here.
0: I've got Mizzou as well. You know who else is coming to Mizzou Arena that night? Who's that? My parents. Same here. <laughs> nice.
1: But um, I yeah, so we'll say Mizzou for Tetsu A&M coming into Missouri Arena on February 9th. All right, February 12th, Arkansas at Mizzou Arena. Arkansas at Mizzou
0: Arena. Once again, got to go with Mizzou here. I just don't think Arkansas is good enough to win
1: against Mizzou. February 16th, Ole Miss. Mizzou's traveling to Ole Mississippi.
0: You're talking about one game that the Tigers shouldn't lose that they might? I think this is going to be that game.
1: I can see where you come from with that because last year, Ole Miss traveled to Mizzou Arena and... Ole Miss won in overtime, and you know, Ole Miss is not that bad of a team. They have some great things going for them. It's going to be on the road, it's going to be tough, it's going to be a test. And I'm going to go with Mizzou here. I think Mizzou's going to have an edge.
0: All right, Kentucky at home. Uh, this care. is a tough one. I don't care what happened last year. I think I still got to go with Kentucky.
1: It's, it's only going to be like a one thing here. Oh, like pretty much a. A Cinderella story kind of thing, a one time thing. Mizzou's yeah. gonna beat Kentucky. Yeah. I have Kentucky here as well. I just think that the way that Mizzou played Kentucky that game was insane. It was probably one of my favorite moments ever as a Mizzou student, but like I I don't know. I just it's just I not can't gonna see, happen. I don't know.
0: Lightning very lightning is not gonna strike twice.
1: All right. Mizzou's traveling to Florida.
0: I think they take revenge on Florida for what happened last year. I think that revenge comes in the form of Xavier Penson running down the court in the last second and throwing down a windmill dunk to win Mizzou the game.
1: So pretty much a rehash of what happened last year except a dunk in Sevilla. Yes, exactly. I have Florida here, honestly. I just think Florida is a really tough environment to play in. I don't know. I have Florida here. All right. Mississippi State on the road. I got to go with Mizzou. I agree with you, Mississippi, Mississippi State. I think this is a game last year where Kevin Pryor hit that overtime game winner. Right, right. That was epic. I think Mizzou's gonna win that one. Alrighty. All righty, South Carolina at home. Still gotta go with Mizzou here. Can't argue with that pick. All right, last few games on the men's schedule. March sits, Georgia. Mizzou's going to Athens. I still, I still gotta go with Mizzou here.
0: You know, and then I think they close out the season with a win over Ole Miss. So let me count on my 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 record that I have here for the Tigers because I think I I might have them doing better than you do. So I have one, two, three, four, five,
1: six. My record for Mizzou. My prediction is t- the Tigers go nineteen and nine. I probably missed a number, but. I think they're going to go 19-9 As we're waiting for Kyle Jones' pick for the Missouri Tigers men's basketball season,
0: twenty one and seven, I guess would be the math. Twenty one and seven. Of course, there's two games, potentially two games, we're not accounting for with the Paradise Jam, so they could do even better. I think both of these records warrant a uh, warrant an appearance in the NCAA tournament. So I think we will see Mizzou returning to the tournament. Um, and they might actually win the first game, but we'll promptly lose in the second round.
1: Depends on who they play, but it that's, does. It that's does. months down the road. Yeah,
0: that's, that's all the way in March, so we won't even begin to
1: talk about that yet. All right, now women's.
0: Yep, and, and uh, we've only got about, you know, maybe even less than 10 minutes left on the show. So I don't think we're going to go match by match. For the women But I will I will give you my prediction For the women And that is this They won't go undefeated So if that was your If that was your prediction Then you really need to You know Quit whatever drug you're on Stop it Get some help
1: I didn't even have uh, Them go undefeated
0: Yeah It's basketball Teams don't go undefeated In basketball But But I'll tell you this. This team is better than last year. Despite losing very key players, they're still better than last year. It is Sophie Cunningham's final season as a Tiger. She will be going on potentially to the NBA, probably to the WNBA, probably to the WNBA. I would hope. She deserves it. She's a very good basketball player. But before she does, she has a point to prove. And and that point is that she is the best women's basketball player on the planet right now? Um, she, you know, is is definitely the best in the SEC right now. Um, the title last year went to Asia Wilson with good measure. Asia Wilson is a very good player. Um, but Asia Wilson, Asia Wilson is gone, I believe. I believe Asia Wilson graduated. So, so South Carolina no no longer has their talisman. They are vulnerable. The, the big women's basketball rivalry in the SEC is Mizzou versus South Carolina, which is crazy because South Carolina won the national championship two years ago. And, you know, just the, the, way, the way the athletics programs here at Mizzou are, we, we just don't foresee our teams winning national championships. It's just not something we do. The thing is, if it's ever going to happen, it's going to be this year. If it's ever going to happen, this is the time, UConn. UConn is vulnerable. This is the first time in like a decade that they haven't started at the top of the rankings. Now I'll be, they'll probably wind up undefeated again. They'll probably wind up undefeated, going all the way to the final four of the women's basketball playoff. Um, but uh, you know, I I think I think that. Mizzou might wind up doing something this season. Who knows? But I'm willing to I'm willing to take a bet and say that the Tigers go deep into the tournament this year. That's my little my little take. I think they might even win the national championship.
1: You think Mizzou's gonna Mizzou women's basketball is gonna win the national championship this year?
0: I think it's, it's going to be close. I think they make it to the Final Four.
1: I definitely think Mizzou is going to... I definitely think both teams are going to go in March Madness. It just depends on how the rest of the league, especially with the rest of the SEC, because the SEC is such a tough conference. It's a very, it's
0: a very tough conference. Yeah, South think-
1: Carolina, Mississippi State... Four is not that bad. I Tennessee's think both, not team, that bad. both teams have a very good chance in this conference this
0: year. Women, especially the way the women played in preseason, they didn't have a very good game against Washburn. But despite that, they still wound up at the end of the game winning by like 30 points. So, you know, like even on their bad nights, they still beat a
1: team by 30. But Washburn isn't Mississippi State or South Carolina. I know, I agree. But last season, they beat
0: those teams as well, right? And I argue this team is better than last
1: season's team. Well, Mizzou almost beat Mississippi State, but they lost by five.
0: They beat South Carolina though, and then promptly got into a fight, which was beautiful. I think, I think, I think this this the the SEC championship will be contested between Mizzou and South Carolina. I think there's a very good chance Mizzou wins the SEC championship, and I think Mizzou has a very good chance of going deep in March, deep in the uh, women's basketball tournament in
1: March. That's a interesting prediction. So we were talking about this earlier. How this is Sophie Cunningham's last year. Do you think so? If that were to happen, if Mizzou was able to win the SEC championship. They were able to go a March Madness, go to the Final Four, maybe win the national championship. What does she have to add to her resume to go to the WNBA? Nothing. I mean, she's already like a potential lottery pick. Absolutely nothing. I think if she
0: if she completely blows down the doors this season, like we all think she will, I think it's I think it's a safe bet. I think she goes to whatever whatever team she would want. You know, that's that's my. That's my prediction. But we are we are straight out of time here on KNC Sports. Thanks for tuning in. Always nice to be able to make a show for you. We are going to be back next week. Same time, same place. There's snow in the forecast on Thursday, Cole. So uh, if you're driving around Columbia... Uh, make sure you don't drive on ice. Go out and vote today. That's a very good uh, very good thing to do. Uh, participate in democracy. Uh, Lord knows we need it right now. Um, other than that, have a wonderful rest of your week. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend. And we can't wait to see you back uh, when we do our next show. So thanks for tuning in to KNC Sports. Here on kcou 88.1 fm columbia
1: 16 semesters and eight years ago our forefathers brought upon kcou a new sports talk show salute your sports join me chris mitchell along with james stanley